Hey everyone, welcome to the Betsports Golf US Open betting preview. I am Ryan Noonan, excited to be joined by the director of all things content related here at Betsports, Andy Monitor. Andy, how are we feeling? Major championship golf, my friend. Major week vibes for sure. It is tough. You look at that top of the board, it's like, oh, here's it's like 30 really good golfers. This is a, this is a tricky week. I'm going to need your guys' help with that. Um, I'm looking forward to unpacking this. My favorite uh, favorite hour of the week. Also joining us, as always, in the spot, your favorite golf tout's favorite golf tout from the Mayo Media Network, Jeff Feinberg. Jeff, how are we feeling? I'm doing okay. Okay. I'm excited for the golf. <laughs> How's the yeah. leg? Whatever. <laughs> the only thing is, Ryan, like to make progress just comes with like soreness. Like I have good therapy sessions and it just comes with like now I'm really sore. So it's just unavoidable soreness, really annoying. Um, yeah, if I don't have like a spike week, like I know people need that Morikawa spike putter week. If I don't like get my spike week in the next couple, I'm going to be pretty demoralized. But hey, US Open, let's go. We've we've made the Joker, and I don't know if we made it on air. Like the fact that you're a Chargers fan and you've been injured all year, like that's that's been said, right? Like by nope. more than one person. More so. like I go to therapy, dress like I'm trying to get ready for training camp. That's kind of the only joke that I make, but yeah, I guess that that fits. But we also made the joke. I'm replaceable, Andy. I'm like, yeah. like that. Like I am a replaceable player. I'm not Bosa or, or Derwin out here that 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 they can't replace when they go down. Uh, there's, yeah, I'm replaceable. We'll get yo. You're you're not first off, and we'll get there. But yeah, it's U.S. Open up in Ryan's neck of the way, nape of the woods, up there in uh, the Northeast. Not far, I guess. Not far from the the last tour stop for some guys across the pond for a handful of guys who played London, but you know what? They get Sundays off. I don't know if that's going to be the, yeah. the theme. If it's uh, again, we won't get deep into live because we have so much to talk, but that's something I didn't, I haven't figured out. Like, are they always going to play Thursday through Saturday or is it going to be Friday through Sunday sometimes? Because it is nice. If you, if you played over in London, you do get that extra day to travel. And yes, it's been a bit of a circus, with some of the press conferences, which is fun. Like, again, anyone who's mad about this is like, fuck, people are talking about golf. Like, that's good. So let's that's go. True. And, uh, I've, I've had yeah. non-golf people in my life asking me about this, which I do think is probably a good thing. Like, you can be like that. Any news is good news type of uh, vibe. But, yeah, I mean, I could not have been a better week, I don't think, for the tour than to have Sunday and the way it did in Canada uh, with, uh, you know, Rory, JT, Finau, with really a marquee matchup. I think those pin placements were very um, intentional. They went out and, you know, it was kind of a struggle. I think that the, you know, Canadian was a nice test. And then birdies all over the board on Sundays that thought it made for, you know, great television and, and awesome to see Rory win and, you know, have Rory kind of be, you know, the, the out in front PGA poster boy over the last couple of months. And then to have him kind of win in the, the, live week i thought was was pretty cool how did uh how did canada hold up jeff you proud of your your folks yeah i thought they did a a fantastic job uh it'll awesome. be a hard act to follow it's exciting the fact that rory is going to be back uh you know he'll be going for the three peat uh and i'm sure they'll bring back another uh very strong top heavy field 
I just sort of mind quickly goes to how it, you know, correlates to to this week. I'm happy for the people that got to bet Rory at 10 to 1 last week and then got to watch the internet anoint him a US Open champion at 10 to 1 this week. Um, so congrats to to all those folks. Um you know, I usually do not care. Like when an elite player wins, I usually think like I'm that's a really good thing. You know, if a guy of that Sep Straka level wins, you almost kind of want to like discount them if the major is the next week or something of that like guy where like the win is just a totally new world. Like celebrating the win is just this new. Roy's probably, no, I got a major. Like I'm not partying. I win all the time. He lets you know how many. Have some dominance. <laughs> that being, yeah, that, that being said, for like an RBC Canadian Open, um, I think it's a pretty emotional win for Rory. The simple fact for what he said on the 18th green, where it wasn't like queued up for him and it wasn't like a press conference 20 minutes later where someone gave it. It almost like he went to bed wanting to win and wanting to say that, which shows even Justin Thomas this week. Like I, I was up a lot last week. Like I did not mm -hmm. sleep well a lot last week. If you watch this press conference, like it just seemed like last week, like war on war on him. And then so, Listen, when you're betting a guy 10 to 1 or 12 to 1 to win a major championship, you want like the most perfect situation. And I'm not here to debate anything golf wise. Just feels like from a, an emotional perspective, I think it was like a way heavier week. And I don't think that's like maybe even being acknowledged in the Rory market because there's just for good reason. But yeah, uh, you could tell for all for both of those guys specifically, but more for Rory. It was a real emotional week you know not to say like a dog died and he overcame but like it was like i'm, I'm trying to like make a comp so it was heavy heavy well, well we can drop it but i i believe that yeah no i think that's a good call out for sure because i do think that he like you said i think and those two maybe in particular did kind of bear the weight <laughs> of the tour they had been more out front than some of the other guys around their decisions to back the tour and to you know be a more outspoken so that, um, that yeah it was similar to maybe you know it's often just like one player where Hey, he he just got married. He just had a kid. He, in Ricky's case, married a crazy person. Or you know, like there's something going on in a personal life, and everybody knows about it. It was kind of like that for I don't want to say the whole field, but a lot of the guys who are expected to, um, I, I hate to use the word carry water, but defend the tour. Like those guys had that big distraction. Rory, principal among them, Rory and JT probably the most like uh, being a little bit of the old guard with a bunch of success under their belt. Like they had a pretty big distraction weighing on them and they still ended up, you know, the cream rose to the top and yeah, Sunday was fun. Like just even like Justin Rose, just going full nuclear, like three bogeys on a 60. Like, apparently they, they can set the course up in a few different ways and they set it up for full fun on Sunday. Oh yeah. I, I will like just quickly wrap on Rory to say it is probably the most dangerous sign to everybody. I mean, win, lose, you see these incredible Finau stats that like the deep analytics show he would have won like 94 of the last 100 events with those ball striking stats. Rory would have won like the last 98 of like 100. So, um, but, but my point being is pretty... <laughs> The, like the par Rory made on 14 where I drive out of trouble and then you stick it to four or five feet. Like that is synonymous of, of what we'll probably be seeing this week and guys having to 
come out sideways, getting a little roll off it, and then try to give himself a half decent look from, you know, 120, 140 out to save that par. If Rory's got that shot, it seemed like he was showcasing on Sunday in like God mode. And I know it's US Open, it'll be different, but like that specific shot that was on full, full display time and again. Oh, that's that's everyone's freaking problem. But hey, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm betting them at 10 to 1. Yeah, the wedge game is probably going to be crucial here. I think scrambling is likely to look a little different, as Jeff's pointing out, because some of these guys are going to have to kind of go sideways, maybe 45 degree angles instead of, you know, taking on the green because Brookline is a test. Uh, I tried my, I consumed any flyover, any uh, group playing, any videos that I could find on YouTube to get as much of this, this course, this skill hands redo. Uh, we saw very similar to Southern Hills where I think he left a great course behind. And I think he did some great stuff here at the country club as well, which has been around forever. They've made these greens bigger. They're still tiny. Uh, this rough is going to be a problem. There are a lot of blind shots. You've seen the videos with the rough. You've seen the videos where, you know, your tee shot lands in the fairway and then it can run off into the water. I think the back nine is going to be incredible. There are a ton of incredible holes uh, rock is going to come into play at some point. Someone's going to hit like cart path type bounce off of, you know, rock outline or croppings and it's going to go all, it's going to make for great television. So this is going to be a fun, fun tournament and uh, <sighs> I can't wait for it. Unfor unfortunately, NBC has the right. So I know you're going to figuring out the television is going to be, I already complained about that. I won't go on about that. I already complained once this week, but Christ, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Like it's on USA for two hours yeah. and it switches back to Peacock, like Peacock for an hour. Yeah. It's gross. But yeah. Yeah. It's gross, but I'm very excited to watch it. The course, like you said, I watched the flyovers course looks awesome. I'm excited to see a lot of uh, how it plays, but yeah, this might be in it's the U S open. This is often how it goes where you go look back at the year and, you find the toughest round that wasn't, I guess the toughest round we'll see all year was probably at Sawgrass. Like you're just not going to get stuff like that again, but you toss out something like this and usually end up in a couple of the toughest rounds of the year played in the U S open. They, they jack a course up like this. And this might be, you know, we've had, said it a few times. We said about Potomac, Oh, this might be super hard. Southern Hills might be super hard. Like they still ended up with, some half decent scores. This could be, you know, finally the the setup where if they get a little sadistic with some of these pins and you're putting, you know, tucking them away on blind shots anyway, we end up with like a winner at plus one. Like I wouldn't mind a real, you know, a real slaughter. For, what do you what do you call it? Carnage. A real carnage fest. I, I every once in a while one of those is good. And yeah, the rough is uh six inches in some spots. I don't know. Like you're just gonna not find some balls. And the fairways are narrower than a lot of places. So interesting to see how it plays right away. And I kind of just took all the tough rounds from the year. Again, I same kind of thing. I threw out some of that sawgrass data and I looked at uh, who has played well in the tough, tough rounds. And I think I kind of want your opinion, both of you on this. I don't know if you can, you know, if you want to say some of these rounds at Augusta played tough, that's fair, but. Man, the bigger tournaments this Man. year have all been weather effective. They've all yeah. had some really effed up situation. The players was a, a cluster. Yeah. Uh, PGA Championship played cold. Masters played cold. So the, the biggest events of the year have been affected by weather. 
Uh, a tough course on like not a cold day, hypothetically, I think affects a guy like a Cantley or Morikawa less than like a tough course on like a really cold day where they're physically uncomfortable. Like, so, you know, I, 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 you, know you could a tough course. just like JT, probably the best at like ever, you know, probably yeah. best scoring on these when things get crazy. But um yeah, I'm try yeah, I, I don't discount that because you know it's gonna be tough. It's the US Open. I, I just well, why change anything? Like keep it simple. Look at like Speed, Dustin, Brooks, Brooks, Woodland, uh outlier, if you thought I was lucky enough to hit that. Um, and then what Bryson Rom. Like, you know, I'm gonna chase the profile. Yep. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to chase it again next year until the USGA shows me I got to stop chasing the profile. Like, that's yeah. as simple as, like, as it for, for me. And I don't disagree. 30 players is probably fine. It, you feel hard-pressed to throw a, a true long shot. Like, for me, I think there's a – outside of a couple FOMO and FOMOs in the hundreds, there's kind of like a total missing gap, like, between 60 and 100. Like – that's like dead. And then above that, yeah, I'll bet guys I think have a, maybe a fighter's chance, a poor man's profile. I'm always a loser for Luke List who like, you know, he's just a poor, the poorest version of like the really good guys that you're betting at like in the 20s. He's like the poor discount yeah. freaking White Castle version of that <laughs> shit, you know? Um, but other than like that stuff, it's, yeah, it, it's... It's uh, big boys, but I do think tough conditions. I'll say it again in tough conditions in like not horrible weather, I think are different than just tough conditions that do require truly exacting golf. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good point. And that, and, that, and that was too with, with the rough and the rough is going to get brought up a lot. I started to look at that and I realized like some of these, you know, if I'm looking at places that played tough, like how I can't really just say, oh, they, they really played well at Augusta, and that's a tough course. Like Pine Straw is not six inch rough. It's a lot, you know, the, there isn't a really good you gotta get to really this. unlucky to find trouble at, like you gotta get into the creek yep. or get right behind a tree. Yeah, water. All those guys will acknowledge, like you gotta almost get Phoenix unlucky, like under a cactus, to like find real trouble at, at um at Augusta, and we're at a course where you know we go to these course again. Speaking to the profile, it's just so safe to just overbet the profile, you True. know, and be wrong swinging at the profile. We go to these courses; they're such unknowns. No one in our ecosystem, like there's no DFS lineups for for the last time we've been there. We haven't been here forever. It's a total introduction for me, and I buy into the hyperbole. Like I love this shit, Ryan. Like the flyovers, the take you back to the old timey because i grow up on like a northeast tree line golf like that's my kind of golf so all these sorts of um you know these aged venues you know speak speak to me but i buy into all that hyperbole the time machine that this sort of country club wants you to feel like you're stepping into the fact that so many of these old clubs um you know they felt a need to it's almost like baseball stadiums with these great courses in America, the same trajectory where they're just classically beautiful. And then there was this time where it felt like it needed different and more and domes and concrete. And we had to change them up to, to be different. And now we're just back to no, like 
we've got to restore like their classic beauty. Um, this place has a great analogy. That's a great analogy. Some of the stadiums that were built in like the eighties. Oh, I live in the sit, dude. I know. You're you're talking to the guy that lives in the city that built the last fuck, the last one of them. Imagine being last to that party. It's like the last guy to sell your Bitcoin. Okay. (laughs) No, I've I've been to a lot of stadiums. Toronto is. We have a ashtray beside the lake. Okay. It is a concrete bowl ashtray beside the lake. We built the last concrete bowl in the world. In the goddamn world, two years after us, Camden Yards and the New Revolution, we yeah. built the last one. We built the last dinosaur. Yeah, we tore our. Do you know how? It's, gone. it's not. We don't take enough shame for that. Only I like to bring it up. And I went there the, in '93. It was hot. It was fresh. You know, it was like I like. Yeah, I like Toronto. We had McDonald's had inside, Ryan. I gotta good. go to the ball game, eat McDonald's. Nothing win two world series. I got nothing but memories in that in that concrete ashtray. Okay? I grew up going to Fenway. We had to piss in a trough next to six yeah, other yeah, guys. No, like you know, I, a, see the Metro no man troughs. Well, we I've, could I've never that. be Fenway in the same way. You know, I got I got a well, you had Boston Garden, but I got a piss at Maple Leaf Gardens. I know the trough. Okay, I got to walk into that place as a bull. Okay, so I got my. Anyhow, I don't know how we got there on a U.S. Open, but we built the last. Oh, because we've had a pissing contest for the last two weeks here. Well, no, the courses. I thought it was really, you know, the the renovations to kind of. But this one apparently, like, it's never been touched, right? Like they never did what the other ones have had to do is like bring it back to what it was. They didn't let any bulldozers ever in here, and it, it it's maintained everything. And I can't wait for the for the show. Like I. Can't wait, and I'll just tee it up. I have only bet. There's not a single major winner on my card. <laughs> There's not a single one. I told my wife last night we got a row of losers, and I'm proud. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to roll with them. Uh, there's still one or two decisions to made, but it's only between guys who haven't won. I um. So yeah, let let the fun let the fun begin. I have a card that I love. It is a bunch of guys that I think fit the profile. They all have not won a major as well. I'm sure there's probably Ooh. some overlap, but these are guys that I've bet often. They are like uh, almost brand guys, but I do think that they fit the U.S. Open profile. Um, but I also agree. Like I want to take a shot, maybe two, closer to the top of the board, and I really need your guys' help to try to to suss that out. So yeah, um, I'm. I have six non-major winners as my. Again, I haven't bet some yet. I will have to travel a little to bet some of these. But uh, so we have probably overlap, but we have a shitload of guys who've never won a major. So we're saying, and, and Jeff tweeted about it early. Squirrel gonna get a squirrel gonna get you know just a squirrel trying to find a nut. Yeah. And there are so many guys that are about to pop out. There's a few that I don't think can win here. Cam Cam Young is a guy I just have avoided this week. I, Cam I don't Smith, think you that, mean? I'm thinking you mean Cam Smith. I mean both. Honestly, oh, uh, Cam okay. Cam Smith is a guy too. Again, fucking disrespectful to Cam Young. Cam, I don't. I I love Cam Young. I'm gonna bet him here in matchups. I'm. I will not have him on an outright card. Like sure. I just, it's and 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 at his price. Like if you bet him two weeks ago at a, a big ass number, I'm fine. That's a yeah. That was a good job by you grabbing an early bet. But like at his current, well, what's pricing, the big number? I'm curious. I got a seventy. I, even... I took a seventy okay, yeah. two weeks ago. 
Yeah, I thought you're like, I was like, I can't eat. There's no way it could be 100 because a month ago, five weeks ago, he wasn't even on certain sites as PGA Championship boards. So you're telling me, yeah. okay, 70, yeah, yeah that, that's big. 70 um, nice. It's yeah. honestly not like, I'm not saying it's not big enough. It's just like a shame the books, he was like so off the radar that like he never showed up on like deep future boards with for like sure. anything because he could have been picked for like oh oh you could have had one another looping bet that would have been sitting in my account yeah. i'm not <laughs> so, trying to insult so, your bet ryan i'm just just i'm not yeah, sad i missed it either i'm awesome um, at picking down the board uh yeah. losers in the fine board range yeah second we so, did it last week I, you know i messaged jeff on like tuesday night i think and i was like man i can't really decide between finau and burns i went with finau I added Burns live before we teed off on Thursday and then lost to God mode Rory, who still missed a couple four footers. Yep. Yeah. He now missed a couple shorties too, if you followed his path. So he did, yeah. Not like we didn't have those, but you know, it is what it what it is. So So just just to be clear, no one here has bet Rory, Justin, Rom, Scotty, or Cam Smith. Okay, so I have not. We we completely left the top alone. Yeah, and I say like I am. I made a Rory Rom double that I put on Twitter on Sunday, so that's like not fair. But I. (laughs) Pardon? You parlayed two outrights. Yeah. Oh, Rory! Rory to win last week. Rory to win last week with Rom to win this week, and I'm so. I mean, once Rory wins, I'm like. Why didn't I make like a Rory Rory double? Why didn't I make a Rory JT double? I wouldn't have to bet this goddamn tournament. Um, but so that's just like it was five, 25 bucks. It pays like six G's. Uh, so it's like raw. I'm at 250 to one. I don't even count that as part of the outright card. That's just what we call super exotic that gets to live and float um, for me. Though. So I, I am cheering for Rom in that respect. If you're asking me who I would bet right now, I would argue like if Scotty, if Scotty's going to keep drifting, is Rom's going to keep drift? Maybe I would take the more points with one of them than the big two. Uh, that would just be me, and I'm not actually betting any of them at these at these um, numbers this week. But it is nice to see that the golf betting, at least when you look at the big large sense, like uh, checking an odds checker, like the odds across the board. Um, there's just four guys pretty much under 20 to one. And that's good to see that they finally realize like at this moment in time, there's only four we can truly separate. And you could argue they've, they've split those into two groups of two, but it's just nice. Not like these other ones we've seen six guys or seven guys like right there. So it's nice. And that's created some opportunity and a chance for me to bet on some losers. (laughs) So it's interesting. We, uh, FanDuel, friends over at FanDuel are offering the best numbers on both Scotty and Rom at 15 to 1, which is unusual. We just don't see 15s on either of those guys uh, in the last, you know, at least three, four months with Scotty, but, you know, with Rom in a very long time to see a 15 on Rom. The interesting piece is, and I, you know, kind of tweeted about this yesterday and talked about it in the show. It's how I approached the Burns thing last week. Um, it worked for our boy PJ splits at the PGA. Um, betting a guy that's in the late wave on Thursday before he tees off. So we have both Scotty and JT in the late window of tee times here. 
hypothetically, <clears throat> if someone like a Scotty or a Rom were to go out early or Xander or Rory or any of these other guys and go out and hang a low number like Rory did at Southern Hills, you're going to see better than 10 on or better than 12 on JT. You're going to see better than 15 on Scotty. Um, how much better? I don't know. But I think that that's an interesting piece, too, where if one of those guys goes out and sets the tone, you know, you're probably not getting a worse number, but there's a chance that you get a slightly better number. And that's that's all the difference in the world to me. So that is possible, but it could also happen like the Masters, where literally I think the first round ended at a four or something really small, like surprisingly small, at least what, what you would expect could happen there. And the guys going off late, like never could catch that bump because there was just nothing happening um, uh, with the top. But if you have access to the live betting, I, I, I agree. There's no harm in that. And, and the funny thing about that is you're just saying, even if those guys get hot, the live betting respects players in a ways the pre-betting board doesn't. Like right. if Brooks Kepka gets like a bat out of hell in this thing, They'll instantly treat him like he's Brooks Kepka, four-time major champion from a live odd, not a he's Brooks Kepka, not focused, just got married, has one win in three years. Just yelled at the media today. Yeah, yeah, a real sourpuss. Told the golf media they should be more positive. To he's literally letting them know like you should be selling the story of me about to go to live better. I think is what he was. <laughs> I think trying to put out there. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I, I totally agree with that, Ryan. And I guess in theory, I'll say, cause you made a comment on live betting. I would argue, I mean, actually, this is important. You don't even need a bit bombs pre-tournament because even if your bomb starts hot and does great, like they almost peak too early. They never hold on. Like even me though. I know. I mean that facetiously. The bombs you should make are the live bombs on either like the stale books that don't move or these excellent players who fall into bomb range because they have started, you know, poorly. It's so weird when I see a guy that I've bet at 150 to one and he's like three off the lead at four under and he's still like on, on a consensus amount of books. He's still like 100 to one, 110 to one. I'm like, what more 120 to one? What more could that guy have done? Like, I've been in pre-tourney at 150. What more are you expecting of him up until this point that you still have that number? So part of me is like, almost want to get in this mindset of never bomb, but just bomb in tournament. Because yeah. I see, like, it's like, this guy's playing well. He's playing fine. He was this number before. Like, what did you think? You, I'm like, I'm not needing him to lead right now. Like, he's literally doing everything I needed that bet to do and that pre tournament number or close to it is still there i don't know if you get what i'm saying i don't mean to no, get i do i think last no, week I, I, I had patrick rogers at 200 and he opened he got to like he was like top five at the end of round one and i don't think he ever went below 100 in the live market so and i, I wonder the exact about that example. too like i'll split some money up between some bombs and i wonder if you know like last week i took jj spawn 135 alex smalley 175 one of them went one way, one of them went the other way. Whereas, again, like, what was Smalley's number after round one? I, it was probably one. It was like 70 to one because I saw Josh Perry, like, tout yeah. that this is a good ad. Where, um, and, that, and that's where the thing is, like, am I better off taking all the money I split between those two and just saving it for after round one 
having a handful of guys I've identified as here's some bombs I'd like to play well. And if one of them is trending well, just placing twice as much on Smalley at 70 instead of wasting the money on the spawn bet. So I, I think there's a case to be made for that. And uh, you don't want the time. Them, yeah. And I get it. Like you're almost betting it early because in case he's first round leader, like one off the lead, then that 150 is like 20 and you're annoyed. But we say that guy can't hold on. He's not no. good enough to like hold on. You almost want the guy that just can like tread for four days, lurk, play above his pre bet, and then come crash because how many times does the long shot like actually like get hang around for the four rounds they they Shoot. don't i don't like so uh but but again you can't put a price of peace of mind i like this long shot he's you you're like be so mad to see him at 20 to 1 after the first round or 25 to 1 but i'm just seeing like these guys i don't know i think i've made the case there i don't i would just repeat myself to say it again and yeah, no, yeah. I like it. I think it's an interesting because I, I like it the other way, but I think you make an interesting point too. I think, you know, attacking bombs that are maybe to the top or to the middle of the board once one round of golf is in the books, I think is interesting. It makes a lot of sense, especially if it was a guy that you would kind of me maybe earmarked as a guy you like going into the week. Um, I like it the other way. I like it when it's a guy that I really like that's maybe at the top of the board that I can get. That's a little bit longer for really no other reason than just someone else played well to start. And that's kind of what we, I did it last week with Burns. Burns was 14. I got him at 20, about 45 minutes before he teed off, right? Nothing had happened with Sam Burns, um, except he just hadn't teed off yet. And then, you know, some other guys went out and got hot. So if I can get Scotty close to 20 or JT down to like 15, like that's a lot more interesting than where they are currently. uh, And they're both, you know, appetizing like you said it's really hard to kind of differentiate with these top four and if it's just a couple of points that's kind of a tiebreaker for me because it's not really hard to make a case for any of these four going out and you know winning this weekend you know just just because we're talking live betting and in tournament betting too i want to bring up like this is not a stat i look at but you know it's a stat that you see on the tv you'll see in the media is like putts how many putts they hit that round and it's not something i use but like what, what do you think the average is for putts, putts per, per round. round, like just the average tour golfer on the on a 20, 28, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. Some, something like that. Like, th- this is the one thing, and I think people were rewarded. And again, I don't want to throw uh, our guy Ron in here because he did this way early, but people bet JT and saying, like, oh, his putting has to regret it, has to come, come around, like, you're gonna get positive regression on this putting. And, you know, they, they were rewarded by that because he did win that tournament that, that, you know, that, that was the case they made for it. It's just like, man, just like 50 putts over two days is not a big enough sample size to expect some massive regression. Like he just played better because he has a high ceiling. I think that's one of the worst reasons to, to make some of these live bets is when you're just like, Hey, guess what? He usually does this one thing good. And I think it's going to come around. Sometimes if somebody if somebody can't hit their iron that day, it's not just gonna fix itself. Some you know something is wrong. They're not seeing the course right. The caddy is maybe doing a shitty job that week because they didn't do a you know the right kind of prep. Like often you'll see you don't see guys just turn things around mid tournament. It feels like unless somebody has like a crazy high ceiling where you know I can win a major today. 
because I'm Justin Thomas. I'm Rory McIlroy. So I don't know. Like li- live betting has gotten tricky, and you see a lot more of it lately. But I do, I do hate, and maybe I'm just dead wrong. But I just don't feel like some of this regression stuff is like, oh man, his putting just has to turn around, and he's going to win this. You, you've seen a lot of that with Lowry. Something? A lot of people li- live bet Lowry last week. Oh. Like I lo- like Justin Thomas. I hit that bet. I hit that bet at the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. The guy missed like 10-foot putts on 16 and 18, and the fact that that tournament ends and he's a generational talent, golf is such a effing trip, boys. Like, golf is such a trip. Like, that is crazy. Like, how quickly, you know, what the conversation we could be having today about those two putts and, like, do you trust him to hit that putt? Because he didn't hit the putts. <laughs> but he's going to get, like, I'm not the bang JT. Huh? Like, the driver, the play out of trouble, like, the complete package elite golfer that wins this week. It's almost, like, expected. Um, yeah, I just mean, like, golf is such a mind expletive like that in terms of, you know, what that did for him, but what he actually didn't do when he needed to do it and somehow didn't matter in the end because the other guys screwed up worse or uh, whatever you know golf love it oh <laughs> uh, here we are like willfully every week uh handicapping these and betting a bunch and uh it is the best sport in the world to bet on um what's so what what's the longest i i i love doing it out of order i think it screws with uh, ryan's head but what's the longest you would actually place a real bet on the longest, like, do you just are you just saying like it's U.S. Open? There's too many top players. Like, I'll tickle some long shots, especially if you play it somewhere where there's a cash out, or if you're betting on the exchanges and you trade these out or whatever. But like, I, I kind of had to draw a hard line here. Like, I can't bet guys at 150 to one, even just for a fun bet. Like, I think, and I'll just say, like when Jeff brought him up, Mito. Mito's a guy I back too much. I think he's somewhere between 75, 80, 90 there. Like, even that, I want to, and I'm struggling to get to that point where it's like, can I really bet him against this field? Is that is that where I'm drawing the line? And yeah, it might be like, you know, realistically, it might be in that 60 range is where I, I have to draw my yeah, line. Yeah, 60. 60 yeah. would probably be that range. If we want to start at the back, Um, other than I said, the, the only two <laughs> – like Abe Answer flirting with 190. Like he does have some US Open profile stuff. Like maybe I'll, I'll probably do something with him in the prop market. You might even see me put him up in uh, when Ryan asked me for a blurb in, in a couple days for something. Um, you know, Patrick Reed, if it plays like super cheeky and difficult, if his driver doesn't abandon him. But I agree, Ryan 60 and or, or Andy 60. And I'll just start off by saying since we're at the 60. Um, I mean, I have him at 80 because the 365 boost, but my exposure to Sung JM this week is probably the largest I've ever had for 60 to like 80 to one odds. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm in the rain. I'm there, but I invested pretty heavy uh, in Sung J. I think we've been talking about here on for a couple weeks that it kind of might make a lot of sense. Bogey avoidance. Really boring player. I think I'm betting on a few boring players. Even if you get closer to the top, I think it's a great week for boring players. Um, uh, 
uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm at that 60 point, and then there were Sung J 60s like as of Monday morning. I'm not really sure where they could be now, but um, yeah, 60, 60. Yeah, I that's actually probably my biggest regret of the week so far is I dragged my feet on Sunjay, and then uh, at least in the most of the markets that I have available, the 60s are dried up. Um, and they're, you know, forties and 45. So Sanjay is another guy where he's in the PM wave on Thursday. My hope is to maybe, uh, if someone goes out, maybe we get something that's even closer to the fifties. Cause he's mostly forties now. Um, because a lot of sharp people to bet him. And I, I love, I, I love an 80 is incredible. Uh, I know Ron got a 66. There's, he checks all the boxes. Uh, as Jeff said, I mean, the, there's enough length there. Accuracy is great. Bogey avoidance, all the things that we we want this week. I think he is popping, playing some really good golf. I got, as mentioned earlier, Cam Young at 70. I got Homa at 66, um, which is long gone in the marketplace. And those are kind of, those are my longest. I, I bet Aaron Wise at 100. Um, not Obvious. an official play. Obvious. But you're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah, you're allowed. It's 70 you, everywhere else. It's 70. It's, yeah. it's a tax. It's just a tax at this point. You need to keep paying. I can't not have the ticket. You, know, when it you comes don't want the, you don't want the IRS coming after you. you and like tax. you're emboldened by memorial. Like that's, that's memorial. memorial. Yeah. That's There's a little cool statistic memorial. Like he still he still pops in my numbers, Ryan. I'm just not putting him because I'm not like, a lunatic. Right. Um, um so like I have it's funny. I talked to Cal. I said right off the bat when I looked at my numbers, I'm like damn it, I really do like him. And he said, hey, that's not going to be a hot take. <laughs> I'm like, well, I know. Like, everybody's going to like him. But I did find a 50 this morning in the offshore. So nice. I bet I bet some Sung JM at 50 to 1. I think that's probably going to be my second longest number if I do add Mito. And if I don't, it will be my longest number. And I have to say, so I'm also there. But, again, things have changed. I bet Berger – Three six five last week they threw up an eighty for a bit on the weekend. So I have a sixty to one, eighty to one split on Burger that I'm in on. Those are my biggest, uh, at least longest odds. Um, M's a big, a bigger bet for me. But as I kind of said to you, I wish I had, to, I wish I had this thought earlier in last week, but uh, or I guess the Memorial Week. But as that week came on, and I gave uh, for my blurb, I gave Burger on the simple notion that. He played the Schwab the week before, and you're starting to feel that if he's healthy, these betting numbers are based off a guy, uh, his stats when he wasn't healthy. Uh, and then he played Memorial, and the fact that he played Memorial off the Schwab, to me, like, I just look at that. Okay, he's healthy. The U.S. opens in two weeks. This means Berger's healthy. He has a great Memorial I, I don't know. I forgot that me and we've sucked Andy. I've sucked Andy into burger before. I feel bad. That's a losing times. train, but I am able to cart, uh, com compartmentalize burgers, like stats from when he's healthy early at the season. And when I think he's healthy again now and ignore the other stuff you're supposed to cart, uh, compartmentalize when you do outright golf betting i'll stop using a word i can't pronounce uh but but that's just the mental midgetry of me that i think burger's ready i have a card full of guys that i love to bet i love to bet daniel burger i got burger last week um at 50 which is i thought still a great number i wish i had an 80 but a 50 i think is still a good number on him it looks like some other books have like super books got a 60 um, for the most part, a lot of other domestics though have him down in the. There's the 66 range. still on Bet365 on a boost that's still hanging. As we record, me looking down at my phone is wanting to see 
who they're boosting today. But they haven't updated yet. But they got a a, a burger boost to, to 66 at the moment. Love, love that. Yep. Question from the chat brings me to my next bet. Yes, I bet, Jocko. There's plenty of 40s out there. Neiman checked a lot of boxes for me. Maybe I should just bet the Chilean brothers so I have the full package. But <laughs> found a 40 this morning. I... He's he's won an event now. I mean, he has his win equity. It's not you know some of these guys that we're he won a big boy event too. He won. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was yeah, and he's it long. Won, yeah. He profiles. It's yeah. not like he won the like, Barracuda. <laughs> he profiles. He profiles for me. He's kind of does a lot of what I'm looking for. You do worry. Uh, there's a lot of talk that that guys like Neiman and Willie might pay a bit heavier price this week, like um, in the rough. Than maybe they did at, at some of the other big events, which is a a concern. But I'm scr- I'm swimming around um, Yoke at the moment because I'm such a big fan. If I don't bet him, he's literally going to be the guy Andy who's like the first man off, and the guy who would make me the saddest from a monetary <laughs> standpoint. Because first man off is like the kick in the nuts. It almost gets to the point where, as much as like you love your friends who could win. I sometimes need like uh, you. You catch yourself cheering against your first man off because those are those 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 are not fun sleeps. Those are not fun sleeps. But I love, I absolutely love um, Neiman Neiman this week. Uh, oh, yeah, he, pro- he profiled. Hi though, I'm back on Finau in this range, friends. Mm. When I bet you can almost call that like I'm just willing to lose money to be a part of a legacy moment. But what are the results here? Second, more expensive fourth. Aaron Wise is what that is. Pardon? It's a more expensive yeah, Aaron Wise. Yeah, yes. It's a little yeah. more expensive because we're in like that 50 range, not 100. Yeah. Um, but what? His last, what? Second, fourth, second. Like the ball striking can just quack, catch in fuego. Yep. You just see the career arc around the green. Is It's not, you know, it's not um, magic men, but like there's enough. He can make enough things happen. And I know it's weird to say, but it's kind of gotten at the point where, like, you're counting on, like, his ability to, like, hit a 40-footer to offset the five-footer because he does it on every single week. I bet him a lot. So I track these things where you're like, oh, my God, he hit it. It says he hit it. I hope they're not lying. Um, You know, because you can't believe he actually hit them. moment in golf than that when the shot tracker said something? good and it turned out to be a mistake or on like, 11 they told me he was 20 like nine feet for eagle he ended up being 29 yards in the rough okay <laughs> that's not an eagle pot and he didn't shot, even shot make birdie shot tracker can break your heart if you're not watching yeah yeah, so, um, yeah there's you want to you know, be ahead like you want to be ahead of the broadcast but at the same time you know card subject to change you know like on old wrestling uh, card so he is expensive you think like i have wise, the willpower man. like your aaron wise to resist second fourth second a decent pga championship uh canada mexico like unconscious ball striking and guess what if this week's horrible i just hope it sets up a big number a, a nice number in the summer for finau because how can it not be a summer of like I'm this is a, a, safe, a lot of money it's a it's a win-win for you jeff either he wins or he or he loses spectacularly, 
And either way, it's a good thing down the road for you. Like, yeah, you know, and, and if I, if I were betting, and Fino, I'll be a, I'd just and I'll be an apologist on like a future show, being like, no, I'm I'm ignoring the U.S. Open stats. Like, look at those pre-U.S. <laughs> Open stats. Yeah, it's a summer before. of guys. It's a summer of Tony. Don't worry. Um. So yeah. So I am. I am there, and those are the bets that I have made and I want to, I, I, I could jump into the twenties and there's boring guys that never win that people think are losers that like are, are beaconing on, on me. But uh, who else do you have in this range? Um, so I have Holman burgers I mentioned. And then in the 35 to 40 range, I have a winner and a guy that we can't stay off of. I got Bernsey at 40. Um, yeah. just again, we love Burns. This is a, a pro Burns uh, group, and Zalatoris at thirty-five because there's just no can't not have Zalatoris. Like five of his last seven events, he's T eight or better. Five of his last seven majors, he's T eight or better. Like, uh, we, like it's there. We've talked about it so much. If you watch the show at all, you know Jeff made a great point. Yeah, he's never won, but like, what would we give a Sanderson Farms or a John Deere? more credit than what he's done at these massive, again, we changed the FanDuel logo uh, to represent our boy. Like it's, it's just there. We have to, again, we're pot committed at this point. This is very similar. This is again, more expensive Aaron wise. We have to be there and he checks all the boxes every week in major championship. I don't think 35 is on, even in the strongest field in the world, I'm silly enough to think 35 isn't even unfair. Like, cause I think he's a top 12 golfer on planet earth despite never um winning a golf tournament uh yeah so he's gonna break our hearts but he's also gonna birdie like the second hardest hole on the course and he's gonna like gain two strokes on the field on one hole and that's the sort of shit i'm betting on neiman does that shit too yeah i love when they do that like the hardest hole no i'm just seven feet for birdie I'm, yeah, I'm betting both. Like, again, I don't know what I'm doing. On, I know what I was doing on Sunday. I was drinking bourbon at the track instead of studying for this. But I sh- I need to get up earlier. You just, like, the guys that I know I'm going to bet. Like, for some reason, I don't know why my brain was broken and said, like, oh, maybe you won't bet Sal. Of course you're going to bet Salators. Of course you can get Burns. Those are brand, again, brand guys at this point. Guys are going to pop high. Guys who've had high success at, not only you know good events, but tough, tough rounds. They played well, and they like, one of them does have some win equity. So like right now, the best number I'm going to find at Burns probably 30, 32. Same thing with Sal, thirty if I if I hunt. So sucks I got worse numbers, but yes, I'm betting both of those guys today. I Burns went what, 65, what 65 on the weekend. And yeah. like we no one like it's not going to be talked about because he just wasn't really in the. Mix I haven't bet him yet. Like I, I mean. Ah. 65 65 and we get we want form like he you know the win equity is there there's just you know yeah it, it's the winner it's sam burns it's yeah. winner i don't care shitty like you said i said all the time amazing field power like prestige event or muck muck nothing like he just comes to win i regret i regret not taking 100 to like i the whole experience is just full of regret for me uh, at this point with Sam Burns. Um, 
he hasn't found his way onto my card, but I only say nice things about him all the time. So I'm just mad at myself here, guys. No, there's still time. Still time. Um, there's he still also time. is part of the PM wave. Again, he, if you want to, you know, implement, you know, the strategy that I'm talking about, the uh, the 30s might become, you know, 35s. If again, if someone goes a little bit lower, yeah, those my, are I, I might end up so overexposed, Ryan. I need to take a Thursday dirt nap, so I'm not looking at any live batting. It's fair. Like, if I'm going to live bet, at least make that like start on the weekend with like how pre-tournament exposed I could be. So I'm like debating. Yeah, maybe like a Thursday. Yeah. Honestly, I had this moment. Like maybe I'll go see Top Gun Thursday. Just check in to start the tournament Friday. <laughs> I, I, I teach their own. Teach their own. No, uh, somebody. Um, and, uh, same guy who asked about Neiman's asking about the. Uh, can you bet that any LIV golfer wins U.S. Open? I'm sure. not sure. I've seen that prop. I'm guessing somebody will have it up, but Riff. I have seen a I have seen a prop for LIV golfers where you know you'll have top Irishman, top, would be uh, top Spanish, top South American. They do have markets up right now. Is who will be the LIV golfer that finishes the highest on the leaderboard? They have markets up for that right now. <laughs> Patrick and, Reed. I mean, that's that's just a fun one. Yeah, somebody said Reed was eight to one in that market when they looked at it, and they were like, "I'm, I'm betting that." So, yeah. Oh wow, eight to one seems great. Um, Reed would be my pick from that market. Louis also, I maybe would consider both. I don't know how like deep that market goes, because uh, I think I could have some like prop exposure to an Adam Scott this week, like just accuracy. Everyone makes bogeys; he'll make his. But yeah, I think. Um, yeah, like top Aussie or T40. Like, there's things I'm looking at for Scott because I'm not betting him to win. On the way he tweets, he's like, you know, pro live, and you assume he's taking that bag. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess in front of Burns, it's like that Morikawa yeah. Spieth, who I think both represent great value. You could blindly bet both and just think the roulette wheels. Like, it's time for their roulette wheel. You bet both of those guys? Uh, if I didn't, like, when I have friends who aren't, like, golf bettors, they're not betting the Travelers last week, they weren't betting RBC, they're just, like, like the tent pole stuff, um, I'd be like, I don't know, man, like, you pick, pick, like, one of those big three, and then Morikawa and Spieth, and that seems like a pretty good little three-pack you can have. I don't, like, I don't want, you're asking me for I'm picking, I need you to know I bet guys who don't win, <laughs> who I, like, just want to cheer for. For. Like, I don't want you to sometimes get stuck into my vortex of a major and then, like, hate my favorite. Like, I don't need you hating Daniel Berger because he didn't win the U.S. Open. Like, that's my problem, not yours. Um, yeah, but but I and 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 to think that I'm looking at like Xander and Cantley when I could just be looking at Spieth and Morikawa or or Burns is insanity. But guys, someone's got to die for other people to live. So when you wonder, like, who's out there dying on these hills of, like, betting those two schmucks, I'm the one thinking about it. It's a giant ecosystem, like the ocean. Things got to eat other things so the sharks can be kings. Someone out here's got to be making those bets, and it might be me. <laughs> I the want 32 golfers. Like, Sanders does college. everything at an 8.5. That just this might be the exact time for 8.5 across the board to hit when I'm always like, you don't do anything good enough 
what he does might just be perfect for this place. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's that yells Xander to me too. I'm I'm anti Morikawa for the most part this summer. Just I'm not seeing it. I don't know if he has what he I don't know if it's the uh you know, we joked about DJ and then he made a joke about how little he spent planning the wedding, and we said maybe he was distracted. Like I honestly think something is bothering Colin because he's not playing as well as he can, should, and will again. So but I'm off him. has never been a foreign guy. That's the only thing. Like when That's he's, fair. Yeah, he can just he spikes. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you know. Uh, so, and if he does that, him. good, because I'm, I'm not betting him at this price with my – because I do use form as a big part of my modeling. I think yeah. I look for – I look for, you know, I call it my heat. I'm looking at my heats. And, you know, last week, obviously, it's not, oh, like Andy, you're a genius, but like – uh, was it uh, JT and Rory were one and three in my heat, mm. which, oh, no, no shit. JT was high. He just played really well. But a lot of those guys end up high, and a couple of them usually end up uh, flaming out as, like Jeff said, golf is super weird and things happen every week. But I I think the only guy I bet down low, and, again, I haven't bet some of these yet, but there's – I think the lowest prices are going to be, for me, right around that 30 range with to me fits. Burns and Zalatoris, and that might be as low as I go. And uh, I'm looking to probably tuck away a unit worth of betting money to add some live bets during this tournament. I think I don't usually say I'm sending aside some money for that, but I will this time because I will not have when I go into this tournament, I won't have what any of the top five, six, seven favorites. I won't have any speed, I won't have any Morikawa. I won't have any Lowry. I won't have any Kepka, Kepka Hovland, Matsuyama, like big names. And one of the, one or two of those guys is going to catch some money for me on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I am tempted by the 32 on Morikawa. As he said, FanDuel has that. But I really think I'm going to, to pick one of Rom, JT, or Scotty um, to add to the card. And I I don't know. Because right now, shortest is, is Zal and Burns. Uh like you mentioned, Andy, but I, I don't know. I just, I like one of those guys. Um, JT is the guy that I always would bet again, just kind of, if I want a full on brand card, if I'm betting at the top of the board, it usually is JT. So uh, yeah, I just feel like because of what we've seen at the U S open, what wins here, it has, you know, Jeff highlighted at the top. It is kind of a, a cream rises to the top upper echelon type of guy in the last handful of years, since really the chambers Bay shift where we just start to see, an emphasis on driving, um, you know, full bag stuff. I mean, is this, can Scotty do it again? Is this another year? Like, is this the, another Scotty event? It's crazy to, to think that I'm going to chase your probably. At the top of the board. And to your point, like I'm betting these guys, I extend the card in a, in a like smart world. You are probably better off like scrapping your Neiman's and burgers, like scrapping two bodies to get one of like Scheffler or one of those guys, even two and a half bodies, but it's less fun that way. It, it ends up like you, you regret it quickly. You regret it quickly. You're like, how did I not like it was so obvious. Um, yeah, but I don't know, Ryan. Um, I feel like it's valid like this point because I have for the price of one, sort yeah. of like because I got a little closing line value. I feel like on the home is the Burns, the Zalatoris, where I can 
you know, I feel like there's some legit win equity there based off of where you know, the numbers have shifted. I feel like I could feel like I can mentally justify going a little bit shorter and getting one of those guys, but then you pick the wrong one. And then you're like, ah, I'd so much rather have two or three more outs uh, because I picked, you know, Scotty and he's drawing dead on Thursday afternoon because he's, you know, you know, in the, in the muck muck all day. So yeah, that's, I, I, it's tough. I, I don't know what to do with the top. Xander's the guy that statistically pops. He's got a shit ton of backdoor top tens at us opens that uh, I think, you know, looks nice on the profile to Jeff's point. He screams that, you know, eight and a half. There's nothing he does like so far above and beyond. He's just really good at everything. He's just that, you know, it's just so hard to bet 22 on Xander knowing he just doesn't win when I just spend a little bit more on Rom uh, or, you know, JT or Scotty. So uh, Rory is not a consideration. And I think Jeff really solidified it for me at the top based off of like some of the emotional things. I think that that makes sense. So right. if you happen to have a Rory, Rory double, I'll cheer for you. I hope you cash that big old ticket. Um, Mayo we sold more on that. Yeah, that's sick. So and it's funny, I was looking for some props. Somebody asked about the final score to par prediction. I was going to see if someone had the odds up for that yet. I'm sure we'll see that. It's a major. But uh, I went to bet online. They have uh, a highest finishing position by a LIV player set at nine and a half. LIV players in the top 10 over under one and a half with a big number to the under. Yeah. And then to, to make the cut. And somebody asked about cut numbers here too. It is 60 in ties, tougher to make the cut here, but still some of those, like he threw out Hideki, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, Hideki and Fitzpatrick or Hideki and Fleetwood are going to be minus 200, minus 250. Fitzpatrick's probably minus 350. I don't know if I'd lay any of those. I don't know if you're putting together a big old parlay or something, but I really think Fitzpatrick ends up like we talk about boring golf and just par golf. Fitzpatrick checks a lot of those boxes for me. That's a, a big reason he did make the card as well. DraftKings has that add 300 on any outright bet, uh, which is a nice little addition that what's I'm taking advantage max, of. What's the max bet on that? Like, what will uh, they take? I don't think there is a max bet on that. They just let you – it's it's up to as much as they'll take anyway? That's cool. Yeah. I've never used one of those boosts. I think of a couple of these, it's like, oh, Circa has it at this price, and so does DraftKings. So I guess maybe DraftKings is getting one of my outrights because I'm going to be boosting her. Yeah, take the boost advantage. It's a uh, um, thing. All right, so, you know, he's just in a Survivor PGA contest. I don't know. What do you say? Who uh, He has to make the cut. Hideki, Fitzpatrick, or Fleetwood? It's kind of a fun hmm. contest. I would think Fitz. I'm I mean, going Fitzy. Fitzpatrick. I mean, Tommy's been really good, guess, Jeff. I, yeah. No Tommy for you this week? I like them all to make the cut. I think Hideki is probably Say that again. Uh, no Fleetwood for you at all this week? Uh, I haven't made the bet yet. Uh, I will probably have something. Finishing Jason, position or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'll probably bet him to win because, I don't know, <laughs> Pat got me yelling yesterday. I didn't take to that well. But that so. in of itself reminds me of the whole JT thing. Like, Fleetwood misses an eight-footer, having an incredible round to end Shinnecock. Would have forced the playoff with Brooks. JT misses two putts of like eight to ten feet coming in and generational. I'm not comparing Fleetwood to JT's talent, 
just it all goes back Thank to like you. this game. It's wild. It's amazing. Um, we love it. I don't know what else we were we were saying. I'll have money on Tommy Fleetwood. I'll have him in all like uh, the few single entries I do as well. Uh, do not kid yourself. We'll just uh, yeah. noon in for the staff best bets article. We'll just pencil Jeff in for a Fleetwood top twenty two to one. No, 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 because I don't think that's a best bet. I don't want to bring other people down that like row of. Yeah, no, that might be something more with like answer or Scott, like in the T40 market. I'm looking at potentially as one of my favorite um, favorite props for the week at the moment. Or, or honestly, if that live read prop is out there, I could honestly like re re top live. I'm here for like I'm here for. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like how you treat some of your betting as if you have like a crippling heroin addiction. You're like, I don't want other people to have to live this life with me. Like, don't, yeah, don't, don't go it's down like this the path. Chargers are, like, you don't. want to tell me, like, oh, Feinberg's betting the Chargers. What does that mean? Feinberg's betting Fleetwood and Yeah, but like, it just got to take, like, when I say, oh, Feinberg has money on Fleetwood and Fina, like, what does that mean? Of course it means he he's got the Chargers minus four and they're going to lose. Yeah, it means he was awake, alive, and had access to the internet this week. Uh, unfortunately, Andy, it looks like they are maxing yeah. that bet at twenty-five bucks. Well, not, what if not have, great. What if you have two accounts? That's fitty. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Mrs. Molitor in her yeah. uh, DraftKings accounts. Yeah, that's not great. I was gonna say because well, you can get Scotty's at fourteen, you can Rom get Scotty wins. at seventeen. We'll get a little down then. We'll you think Rom it. wins? Yeah, Rom, Rom, M, like Xander. If I was maybe like forced to, like, just pick three humans, that would be where my I think. Yeah. I thought earlier you told me it was Morikawa, Spieth, and someone else. Finau. Oh, I'm gonna pick <laughs> Zal because he's not human. That guy looks weird. No, but Morikawa, Spieth, Burns is like the actual sanest card I think you could make. Like these are a normal, well-adjusted people who don't like <laughs> fall into biases or traps like that. That I think would be the the, the card. So That's fair. and you let's add to that if you wanted, like because it's a major. I don't like they're not throw out the throw out the odds because a lot you know a lot of what we do is betting based on the odds. And, and again, and I don't give a shit. Just pick the top three off the board if you really want. But if you had to just like, hey, you can pick three people and you are all you're doing is trying to one of those three people wins the tournament. Like, is it, are you just picking your top three? Are you just saying Rory, JT, Scotty? Because Christ, I think I am. Like, I think it's as simple as that. Like, they all, they're all probably priced about where they should be. And that's where I'm not betting them. Like they all, they all have super, super high ceilings, and that's what makes this one tough. Because there's a lot of guys like that. Yeah, I'm so torn on Rom, JT, and Scotty. I feel like I'm going to add one. I don't know which one. Um, I'm probably going to do that. Yeah, and then maybe M. Hopefully, I can get a nice M number, even though I know I missed on it. I hope I can get something that's uh, that's decent. But like I've I've wrestled with this too because it's like I think the guy can win. And I'm going to sit here on the sidelines because I got to take a 40 instead of the 60s that were available. And then he ends up coming home. And then I'm like, well, I didn't get in on it because it was a 40 instead of a 60. 
and then I feel like the biggest moron possible. So, you know, there definitely will be an imbet before uh, there'll be an imbet at some point. So we'll see. Get it, get it, am. Uh, Andy, what's going on at the site? Do we have anything that we want to uh, share, promote, giveaways? Any other what? We will have a giveaway later this week. Look for some tweets. Jeff just kind of tipped it off on what uh, it's going to be by what he just did. And uh, we'll have a new tool very, very soon. We're just working on some of the mapping. It's going to be some, a pretty nice research tool over on the site. And, yeah, with that, uh, check out the newsletter. That will be out late Tuesday, early Wednesday. You can subscribe for that over at BetSpurtsGolf.com. Check out our Twitter for some more content, more videos, more info. And, yeah, just uh, hit us up in the Discord, too. It's a lot of fun chatting with people in the Discord, especially now that we're doing a shitload of uh, prize picks and underdog. That's over on the 4 for 4 Discord, which is another one that's, you know, there's a bunch of free chats over there if you want to just chop it up and talk about who you like for some prize picks. That's a lot of fun for, especially if you don't have legal betting markets and you don't, um, you don't have around with uh, some of the locals, the offshores. It's it's in some of those states, and even the people who do have that, I can't go to my sports book and bet on greens and regulation for the round. You know, it is fun that you can get in some different markets with that. So I'll be getting into that this weekend. Uh, for any of those links, check out our Twitter at Betsports Golf. Love it. Thanks as always, fellas. This is going to be uh, a fun one. As always, so hopefully we can take home a winner. So for Jeff and Andy, I'm Ryan. We'll see you all very soon. I'm just going to change the thing to Zal. He's the winner. See you guys.